so we don't get fined. Your name is David. My name is David. My name is Thomas. Your name is Thomas. And welcome back to the podcast. We are very happy to have you back. We are very happy to be back. We apologize for the delay on the pod. Yes. It's all Thomas's fault, as usual. Yes. Everything is always Thomas's fault. Yes. Uh, we were playing Fortnite the other day. Yeah. It was me, Connor, Mike, and Jackson before you got on. Uh-huh. And uh, something happened that was very clearly my fault. Yeah. And we all died. And uh, when everyone started blaming me, which was natural. Makes sense. I started blaming them. Which is natural. And we all just started yelling at each other. And I was like, guys, we can all agree this was Thomas's fault. <laughs> I mean. Because everything is always your fault. It is. It is. Literally everything. Especially when I'm not there. 9-11? Thomas. Yeah, I was behind that. Uh, Have you seen other historical travesties? Bro, I saw a meme today. Oh, boy. It had a picture of uh, George W. Bush yeah. with Harambe's mom. And someone commented and said, I'm pacing the floor right now. How far does all this, or how deep does all this go? Oh, my God. <laughs> <laughs> um, I, last thing before we get in. I saw this comedy bit one time, and this guy was like, uh, listen, I understand there's a lot of crazy people and a lot of crazy conspiracy theories out there. Like, you, but, like, people who say they don't have any conspiracy theories. I don't like, trust those people. Like, you tell me you think the government's lying to you all the time? Or, do uh, you think the government's uh, telling you the truth all the time? They've never lied to you? Really? You don't think the government has one secret? Bro, they're in charge of 330 million people. I got one son, and I lie to him all the time. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, <laughs> was uh, a, I mean, like, shoot. I mean, like, funny. they came out with, like, the whole alien stuff, right? And, like, there's been rumors circulating that the government's been, like, talking to aliens since the 60s or whatever. Yeah, like, I don't know how much I believe that... The government just randomly decided to be like, hey, aliens are real. So you think it was to distract? I don't know, man. I don't know. I just like, because there's been, a, there have been multiple press conferences in the last five years about aliens. Yeah. Specifically in the government's knowledge of aliens. Like legitimate, mm-hmm. like, yeah. you remember congressional the, hearings. You remember when the, pan, like during the pandemic, they're like, hey, UFOs are real. And we're all like... Okay. That's what I'm saying. Like, they were like, there have been so many things within the last five years that, like, I mean, legitimate congressional hearings, specifically on the topic of aliens or non-human life. Yeah. And just suddenly, government's gonna be like, yeah, they exist. I mean, well, you got to keep in mind like the context behind it, right? Like, and it's and it, for the record, it's not that I don't believe in aliens. Right. I very much believe in aliens. But like. Why now? Why are you just telling us this? Why is this just... Well, they and it did, was so casual, like... They did shoot down a couple of UFOs toward the beginning of the year. You know, like, they were multiple. I thought those were Chinese spy balloons. I mean, one of them was. At least one of them. But there was... I remember reading a report in, like, March about a UFO spotted over Canada, and Trudeau was like, hey, America. Aren't they UAPs now? Do this. What? 
UAP, Unidentified Aerial Phenomenon. Who gives a flying foodle? We're going to call it what we're going to call it. What's that? A flying foodle? I'm trying to work on not cussing. Is that to maintain our non-explicit status? That's what I'm trying to work on cussing on the air. I can I can stop if you prefer. I mean, I'd prefer you didn't, but... Didn't cuss? Yeah. Okay, well then I won't cuss. Cussing offends me, Thomas. I know it does. I never say bad words, ever. <laughs> So, I've never heard you once say a single bad word so in the 13... So when I 13- hear them, my, my ears bleed, actually. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You're just a good little Christian boy. Exactly. I don't even know curse words. Um, Minus that one time I dropped a bad word on a Zoom call with all my youth. <laughs> that was like, okay, like, I understand that that was a terrifying situation for you. <laughs> that was awful. But for me... Oh my god, that was hilarious. You know what was hilarious for me? No. When one of my youth said, uh... Don't you do it. Hey, that guy looks like Nacho Libre. Uh... (laughs) So I do wine tastings for a living. Oh, man. (laughs) That's that's what I do. I would never... I pour people wine. Listen, this story's relevant for a reason, right? Okay. Uh, So what I do, people come into town... Usually tourists, they come into the mall and they're like, oh, I want to drink some wine. And then I'm like, oh, I'm going to pour you some wine after we go through the proper steps. Anyways, uh, the first two, three months I worked there, every shift, someone called me Jack Black or Nacho Libre (laughs) or something. (laughs) And I was, I just finished like the longest run of no one saying a thing (laughs) until... Wednesday. Oh, someone did it on Wednesday? Yeah, someone got me on Wednesday. Is that like, Air Marshal from Texas? Uh, no, no. Oh, that would have been funny. That would have sent me over the edge. Bro, how are you going to ask me how many ounces can go on a plane when you work on a plane all day, every day? How are you going to do that? Anyway, continue. With what? Someone just called you Jack Black on Wednesday? Yeah, that was that's the story. Oh, okay. Yeah. If it makes you feel any better... They called me a hot Jack Black, which I'm like, are you saying Jack Black's ugly? Because I immediately don't trust your judgment. If it makes you feel any better. Okay. That girl that said you look like Jack Black. Yeah. We play this game uh, called Scatterball. Yeah. Which is basically dodgeball, but it's every man for himself. And we're not allowed to play dodgeball because it's quote unquote dangerous. Okay. So we don't play dodgeball. We play dodgeball-like games. But none of them are dodgeball. Diet dodgeball. Got it. Yeah. We play a game called Octopus, and it's basically dodgeball, but you have one person in a safe zone with a pool noodle, and uh, if you get out, you just sit down, and the person with the pool noodle can get you back up. But if they leave the safe zone, and they get hit, then they're done, and you have no more octopus. But other than that, it's just dodgeball. Can you use the pool noodle to block the balls? Uh, yeah. It just has to hit you. Wait, wait, so it can't... So, if this... If it hits the pool noodle, it doesn't count. Okay. It has to hit you, the person, it has to hit the octopus, the actual person. Okay, 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 okay. What if you deflect the ball with the pool noodle and it hits your shoe? You're out. Wow. Not very forgiving. Yeah, it's it's literally dodgeball rules, but with the added octopus. I gotcha, I gotcha. Um, But anyway. Anyways. We're playing this game called Scatterball. Mm -hmm. That same girl. Yeah. Uh, In one night, I hit her in the face three times with the ball. David, 
That is a child. I didn't mean to. I, 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 listen, listen, once or twice, I believe you. Well, Three okay. times? Okay. Oh, okay. buddy. Okay. That's a pattern. One time, the very first time, I threw it at someone else and they dodged and she was behind him, hit her in the face. Or you knew they were going to dodge. Obviously not. Second time, I threw it at her and she ducked all, like, like, literally went almost fetal position. So I was aiming at her legs and she ducked down so low it hit her right in the face. Are we sure you that wasn't a curveball? And then the third time, I'm obviously a big guy. Yeah. At this point, she was in like seventh grade. She was very small at the time. Wow. Terrorizing and so children. She was, she might have been eighth grade. So she was sitting behind, she was like, literally, I had the ball and she was behind me. So mm-hmm. I just went, whoop, and threw it behind me, smacked her right in the face. Um, on the third time I hit her, I turn around and I'm like, gotcha. And then I see she's holding her face and I'm like, did I hit you in the face again? And she just goes, shit, David. <laughs> this little, like, seventh or eighth grade year old. <laughs> I mean, how else do you girl. react in that situation? And I couldn't even get mad. I, like, <laughs> I, I was just like, I'm, I'm really sorry. I'm so sorry. Like, what is the hardest time you've ever been hit with a dodgeball? Uh, in it, middle school. Yeah? Not middle school. High school. Okay. Uh, as you know, you might not know this. But I wanted nothing more than to be friends with my sister's friends. Yeah, yeah. You've mentioned they, that a time or two. They found me incredibly annoying. I've heard that a time Naturally. Or two. Apparently yeah. a lot of people found me incredibly annoying. I was the worst kid. No comment. Ever. You, were my, you and I have been best friends since we freaking met. No, but that doesn't mean I haven't heard the stories. But a lot of people found me very annoying. I was apparently the worst kid ever. I am very glad I've grown out of that. Anyway, um... So, we were playing dodgeball, and they all found me very annoying. They're all on one team. I'm on the opposite team. They all think, it's three of them, we're going to end David right here now. And so, uh, one of them throws the ball at me kind of lightly, and I just like dodge it. I'm like, ha, 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 loser. And then the other one throws it slightly harder, and I dodge it. And I was like, ah, you guys suck. And as I'm turning back around, the third one throws the ball crazy hard pops me right in uh the crown jewels if you will Ooh. uh yeah it is far and away i couldn't finish the rest of the game matt had to call my mom uh it was a whole deal wow yeah okay okay uh that sounds a lot more traumatizing than mine they also uh pinned me in a corner and beat me with glow sticks i don't know if you've ever been hit with a glow stick no those things hurt very bad. I haven't been hit with a glow stick, but I have been stabbed with a sonic straw. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so they, yeah, I don't know why I was so desired to be their friend, but I wanted nothing more than to hang out with those guys and for them to think I was cool. Well, uh, my story was at YMCA summer camp, also when, when I was in middle school. And uh, we had this, like, counselors versus the campers dodgeball game, which, like, you know how it is when you're that young. You're like... <laughs> These counselors ain't got nothing on us. Realizing that it was actually like a bunch of college age like athletes, basically. I don't know how, but we got down to there was only one of them left. And there was like 25 of us. Because what they did was they did every single age group versus all the counselors. So like there's literally like 200 kids on one side. So you don't even have to really aim. You can just pinball it off a bunch of them. 
But somehow I was in the last 20, and there was this count. That's the miracle right there. Okay. Okay, listen. Okay, I could be semi-athletic when I was younger. Okay? Listen, can I ask you a question really fast? Yeah. Have you come around any on the 40-yard dash idea? No, I have not come around at all on the 40-yard dash idea. Okay. Uh, Now, Gilligan was one of my counselors, and as a younger kid... I was like, this guy is athletic and seems pretty chill. He is awesome. Uh, he launched this, like, dude, at the YMCA, they used, like, the old school red rubber balls, you know, that had, the, like, little indentions on them so that you could get, like, a good grip on it and just launch it. He caught me right on the thigh. And, dude, I thought my leg just dislocated from my hip. <laughs> it is, like, I've been hit in the face with dodgeballs going fast, I've been hitting the jewels with dodgeballs going not as fast, but faster than I would like. Yeah. Dude, I got I hobbled over to the out and like pulled up my short <laughs> and there's this massive purple br- bruise that's oh oozing my. What blood. What kind of dodgeballs did y'all use? I don't think it was the ball. I think he just put every single ounce of anything he had into it and nearly took off my leg, dude. Good I was like night. I didn't know that, that that was the last game of dodgeball I ever played. Have I ever told you about my friend who's a youth pastor in a uh, dodgeball game? I think so. Didn't he, like, break a kid's nose or something? Uh, no, he sent a kid to the hospital. As he should. Uh, basically, they split up the age groups and had, like, a dodgeball tournament. Okay. And somehow the finals were the 7th and 8th grade girls versus the ninth and 10th grade boys. Oh, boy. And needless to say, the boys were slaughtering the girls. Yeah. And so he decides he's going to step in. For the girls? For the girls and help them out. Uh, This is a youth pastor friend of mine. I will obviously not say the name. He takes a ball, sidearm throws it just as hard as he can at this real big guy. Well, the big guy was like running and he missed the big guy. And right behind him was this little guy. Hit him right in the face, knocked him unconscious, had to be taken to the hospital, and he said he has not played a youth group game since. I mean, how do you play a youth group game after that? You yeah, know? like, my competitiveness put a kid in the hospital, I'm never playing again. But like, also, that's got to feel pretty hard, though. Right? I've made kids bleed before, but I've never knocked a kid out. But, like, that's got to be kind of hard, though, once he's fine. You're like, I just knocked that kid out. And by made kids bleed, ball. I mean, I've, I made, I've made one kid bleed because he challenged me to a towel popping competition. Oh, that's a mistake. And uh, That's yeah, a mistake. I dipped the end of my towel in the pool. Okay, that was unnecessary. I popped, dude. That, David, David. The bottom of his leg, you could see where the towel wrapped around it. And it had, like, that purple with, like, blood oozing out of it, like, like you talked about. Yeah, David. Yeah. There are certain things. He challenged me. What was I going to do? Just towel whip him with a normal towel, not one that's been dipped in the water. That was his fault. He could have dipped his in water. I got towel whipped. It was obviously not his fault. It was completely mine. I apologized to him. I told his mom, and his mom laughed, so I was good. Like three weeks later, that kid broke his arm. It was, yeah. But that wasn't, that. I mean, he tripped and fell that time. Like, no one pushed him. That wasn't a. You sure you didn't just slide Still had to fill out, out incident report and all that, but... Man, I got towel popped once, unexpectedly. I, I, I was towel popped more than once, but, like, one that I was not ready for at all. Yeah. And it was the other thigh, and it was our <laughs> youth pastor. Oh! 
as we were getting back from swimming on mission trip. I got tased by our youth pastor. Yes, you did. Multiple times. I don't want to hear it. I remember remember I'm in the backseat with his daughter. And he pulls out the taser and he's like, hey, David. And you're like, absolutely not. And he clicks it and it just goes, click, click, click. He's like, it's dead from the sun. Come on. Come and then on. his daughter was like, tase him, daddy. Yeah, and how can you say no to that yeah. angel? Yeah. <laughs> Your face. Do you want to feel old? <laughs> Don't tell me. She I just graduated from high school. <sighs> That's unnecessary, dude. I started middle school 18 years ago. Not year old. <laughs> I started college. My freshman year of college oh, was no. 10 years ago this month. Oh, my God, you're old. Oh, no. That means in two years, oh, your no, freshman year no, of college. No, no, David, why, why you gotta ruin a perfectly good evening like this? We're just trying to record a podcast, and you're over here like, oh, you're old. <laughs> I'm getting you an AARP membership for your birthday. Let okay? me ask you a question. Yeah, uh, you're also eligible for AARP. I don't want to hear it. Yeah, but it's the stigma. Anyway, yeah. Have you ever thought about, like, your perception of an event that happened to you as a child through an adult lens? I have. I can't recall the specific. Like, but there was... There, no, no, no. There was a time. And I, I'm not afraid of going into detail. I had an aunt who decided it'd be a fun time to break into our house and move my grandmother out and go through all our stuff. And as a kid, I was like, oh, that was nice. She already, like, went in and helped Nana move out. That was cool of her. And now I'm an adult, and I'm like, why do we even talk to this person still? <laughs> um, when I was, like, nine years old, yeah, I was on a competitive swim team at uh-huh. a country club. Yeah. Uh, again, I was nine. Yeah. Our coach had, like, a 22-year-old, maybe 19, I don't know. So she was in college. So, like, mm-hmm. 19, 20, 21, somewhere in there. Mm-hmm. Uh, daughter. Yeah. Who was also a swimmer. Uh, her name is Gina. Mm-hmm. And she was the most beautiful woman I had ever seen in my life at the time. Okay. I was madly in love with her. Mm-hmm. Uh, I saved up money and bought her a pretty ring from Walmart. Oh, boy. It was like $25. Oh, boy. And I bought her a rose. Oh, boy. And I gave it to her. Mm-hmm. And she was like, oh, David... I don't know how to tell you this, but, like, we can never be together. And as a child, I, like, I, I, you know, you have certain core memories. Like, you have vague memories or whatever, but then core memories that you just remember, like, yesterday. Mm -hmm. I remember how heartbroken I was. I mean, I was like, I'm the love of my life. What Um, was that? But then now. Wait, what was that? Now, (laughs) as an adult. Who has, like, hung out and spent time with, like, nine-year-olds. Yeah. Who has been hit on by, like, Mm -hmm. 12-year-olds and had to shut that down, obviously, immediately. Mm -hmm. Um, Or just, like, really just as an adult in general. I, like, she handled that as best she could. I was being a crazy nine-year-old. Yeah. And she was probably, like super uncomfortable and didn't know how to deal with it and handled it really well. Uh, you so uh, slide in those DMs now that you're an adult. 
I mean, she's like 38, 40, and has a kid and is married, so no. Okay, 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 okay. Listen, man, it's Listen, never I too late. I know what's going through your head right now, and you need to just shut up. It's never too late to find true love, okay? That's just because there's a goalie doesn't mean you can't score. Okay, it's never um, too late for true love. Anyway. Yeah. Anyway. Any way. Let's At get into BK. Wow. Oh. Yeah, um, so. Um, yeah, go. <laughs> so, uh, in case you haven't heard, Colin. In case you didn't know. You're gonna. Maybe I'm crazy about you. And I would be lying if I said that I could live this life without you. Even though. Even uh, though. In case you. I'm not with you all the time. Are you? Are you done? Yeah. Okay. Are you sure? Yes. I don't know the rest of the words to the lyrics, or I would have just finished it out. <clears throat> in case you hadn't heard. Colin Cowherd is in some hot water right now. Uh, in case you hadn't heard. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'm clever sometimes. Anyways. Uh, he, on one of his last segments on ESPN, uh, put up a list of quarterbacks that cannot win Super Bowls. I'm going to run through the list. I'm going to ask you, or you'll, you'll, you'll see where there's a problem. Uh, it's causing a lot of people to speculate that this man doesn't even watch football that's which seems absurd for someone in this industry as prominent as he is people are overreacting because they're idiots as always people overreact but, like crazy um people are not overreacting no no no. that's not the that's not the right phrase people are not overreacting mm-hmm. what he did you'll see it was egregious yeah but these conclusions but that are being the, jumped he to. doesn't watch football is the dumbest thing i've ever heard yeah he made a mistake so, ready? Yeah, read them. Blake Bortles. I agree. Teddy Bridgewater. I agree. Sam Darnold. I agree. Justin Fields. I don't disagree. I don't disagree, but I don't agree either. You know what I'm saying? I think I'm, well, I I want to see one more season before I pin Justin Fields somewhere. Okay. Dwayne Haskins. Yeah. See, this is where things get a little murky. Murky? Uh, a little dark, if you will. It is a, it's, uh, it's more than a little dark. It's a lot of dark. If you are not aware, <clears throat> because apparently you live under a rock. Uh, last year, Dwayne Haskins unfortunately lost his life due to a traffic accident. Now, this is where people are criticizing the crap out of Colin Cowherd. Yeah. Um, I have a theory as to this list. Okay. Obviously, when making this list, you have to have some. This is this is, in my opinion, worse than Skip Bayless with the Demar Hamlin situation. Yeah. Um, by the time Skip Bayless made that tweet, Demar Hamlin had been resuscitated, was on his way to the hospital. Um. So was it in bad taste, and did I disagree with Skip? Absolutely. But. I don't think talking about going on with a game when a man died on the field is as bad as including a guy in a list of will never win a Super Bowl 
of a guy who died at 26 very tragically. Yeah. And so I'm a bit, I'm a Cal, I'm a Cowherd fan, but this is obviously incredibly egregious. Um, and so I'm not saying it's wrong that Cowherd is under in hot water or under fire or whatever. Um, but here's here's my theory. As someone who is now in the realm of content creation, uh, but has significantly less screen time and airtime as Colin Cowherd, I understand how hard it is to fill the time that we have in what is considered a content drought in U.S. sports. There's no hockey, there's no basketball, there's no football. The only thing going on is probably the least popular, not probably, definitely the least popular of the big three, or the big four in baseball. And we're at that weird 90 to 120 game mark in the season that is pretty irrelevant. And so what I think happened is Cowherd and his writers came up with Last season, some point, last year, not last season, but last year, came up with a list of quarterbacks that wouldn't win a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. And Dwayne Haskins, alive and well at Steelers training camp, made that list. Yeah. And then other things happened, other content happened. They never got to that list. And then during this season of, again, content drought, they revisited that list but did not proofread it. Maybe Colin like read through all the names just to see if there was a guy that stood out as like, okay, we can cross this guy off, he had a good season, and just overlooked it, whatever it may be. But I, Colin Cowherd's been doing this for a long time. A long time. I refuse to believe he sat down and intentionally made a list and said, you know what? He's dead. He's not making a Super Bowl. <laughs> and added him on there. You know what I mean? Yeah. I refuse to believe that happened. Uh, and so there has to be some sort of very bad, but some sort of explanation nonetheless. And my theory is, in a content drought, they made this list, brought it back out this year, uh, and then did not properly proofread it. And yeah. that's how this thing hit. Because so, ultimately, I don't disagree with anything on the list so far. Yeah. So, um, so, Dwayne Haskins died uh, beginning of April 2022. The NFL draft was approximately three weeks after that. And I, I'm making this distinction for a reason. And you'll see when we get there. Uh, but following Dwayne Haskins, he has Daniel Jones. Mac Jones. Trey Lance. Jordan Love. All these guys are drafted in 2021. Not all not all of them. All the ones you just mentioned were. Jordan Love wasn't. Wasn't 2022. 2020. Whatever, but I'm saying like we'll what is your point? Paxton Lynch. I'm it's the I'm going down the list. Okay. EJ Manuel. Okay. Johnny Manziel. Okay. Marcus Mariota. Okay. Baker Mayfield. Okay. Kenny Pickett. He was drafted last year. Yeah. After Dwayne Haskins' death. Yeah. Josh Rosen, Mitchell Trubisky, Carson Wentz, Zach Wilson, Jameis Winston. All right. So maybe my theory doesn't hold much water. 
It but, has to be uh, quarterbacks who were drafted in the first, like, like post some year. Yeah. Regardless, again, I still refuse to believe a guy who's been doing. Even if he like was trying to make a funny or like whatever, like yeah, he would know a guy like Colin Cowherd who has been working on primetime television with his own show for over a decade. And in the television market for decades, like, this was not an intentional thing. Even Skip Bayless doesn't say stuff this egregious, and he's the most egregious guy on the air, period. Did you see who his new host is? Uh, yes, Richard Sherman. No. Lil Wayne. That's not accurate. It's Richard Sherman. I'm pretty sure it's Lil Wayne. It is Richard Sherman. I'm a fact check you right now, young man. Do it. All right. <laughs> because it is Richard Sherman. <laughs> you can't prove you can't prove anything. You think Little Wayne would be a host of a sports debate show? <laughs> How many new hosts are, is he getting? <laughs> it's not Little Wayne. Um no oh no, it looks like he's gonna be like a uh, Lil Wayne will join Skip Bayless as weekly co-host of New Look Undisputed. It looks like what's going to happen is uh, there's going to be Skip Bayless, and then like every day there's going to be another person. So there will be like two so people like on the show, but one day first take since Max got booted. Yeah, basically, but or but or more like a rotating co-host kind of deal like so first take since max got booted i've not isn't i i thought first take was the no that's part of the interruption stephen a smith and then it's been a random person yeah no but apparently it'll be like like richard sherman will take mondays this other girl will take tuesdays Lil wayne's taking fridays like sort of thing interesting so we were both right yes interesting anyway indubitably Point is, there's a lot on the list. Yeah. That I do not disagree. I don't. I really can't think of any of them that I disagree I can. with. Who? Kenny Pickett will never win a Super Bowl. You can't prove that. I cannot. Not until his career is over. What the heck? Why do? You, why are you? Why are you a hater? I'm not a hater. Kind of feels like some hater energy coming at me right do now. Do you want to know why I don't think Kenny Pickett can win a Super Bowl? Tell me. Because Kenny Pickett is small. Okay. And, and Kenny Pickett is in. The comp, the best quarterback conference that the NFL's maybe ever seen. Okay. Right now. Yeah. So you're telling me you think at some point Kenny Pickett is going to go through Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen, Joe Burrow, uh, no. who are the other Justin Herbert. Um, I think he could get through Herbert. Um, what? Why am I blanking on this kid's name? Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. <laughs> Lamar Jackson. Oh yeah. You're telling me. Kenny Pickett is going to go through all of these guys to make it to a Super Bowl. No. I think I do not think that Kenny Pickett is not good enough to win a Super Bowl. I think the AFC is too good for Kenny Pickett to win a Super Bowl. I think I think Philip Rivers was good enough to win a Super Bowl, but Philip Rivers had to contend with Ben Roethlisberger, Tom Brady, and Peyton Manning and he wasn't up to snuff. That's why in a 20-year period, there were only four quarterbacks to win a Super Bowl from the AFC, and uh, Joe Flacco was the outlier. And he only won one. 
But all it takes is for Cincinnati to get matched up with Kansas City and for Pittsburgh to get matched up with Baltimore. These divisional rivals. Okay, but then Pittsburgh has to face either Kansas City or Cincinnati in the AFC Championship game. I feel a lot more comfortable with Cincinnati. You shouldn't? I mean, no. I, I feel like that's logical because anytime you play a divisional opponent, it's a toss-up. It doesn't matter how... Well, never mind. Unless you're the Browns, in which case <laughs> that was a free bye week two times a year. But even then, uh, the Browns would pull off wins against the Ravens, the Bengals, and the Steelers when during that 20-year that's dog turn. That's true. They did pull off a playoff win a couple yeah. years ago. I mean, no, the they did. Rival. They did. That was a good, that that Browns team had something special to it. It had this fire to it. But like, the point is, is we don't have to get past Patrick Mahomes, Josh Allen. If someone else does it for us, and then we get past them. But that's not possible. Like, that's what I'm saying. That Like, okay. Again, maybe can't win a Super Bowl, I don't agree with. But won't win a Super Bowl, I do agree with. It is hard to win a freaking Super Bowl. That's why only so many guys make it to the mountaintop. Like, some of the best quarterbacks in NFL history never made it to a Super Bowl or never won a Super Bowl. No, yeah. Yeah. No, absolutely. So, like, you think Kenny Pickett in the the golden era of quarterbacks, especially in the AFC, is going to make it to a Super Bowl? Yeah. I don't think he's going to lead the Steelers to a Super Bowl, but I think he'll make a Super Bowl with the Steelers. I do not agree. But again, I don't think the Colts win a Super Bowl. Like, I don't think the Colts are good enough right now. We would have to get a substantially better quarterback. We'd have to win two games and draft Caleb Williams for me to even think about a Super Bowl. Are you already out on on Anthony Richardson? I don't think Anthony Richardson is going to win a Super Bowl. Well, you don't know that. But, like, I don't know, man. Um, I don't think the Titans are going to win a Super Bowl. I don't think the Jags are going to win a Super Bowl, and I think the Jags are a better team than the Steelers. Whoa. 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 That was uncalled for. Just saying. In what capacity are the Jags better than the Steelers? The most important capacity. Okay, name another one that the Steelers don't blow the doors off of them, though. Tight end. Who's Who's Jacksonville's tight end? Evan Ingram. Oh, okay. Fair enough. Fair enough. You caught me there. Pat Fryermuth, though, is a dog. He's fine. He's good. I'd say he's I'd played say, in the NFL for one season. He's played in the NFL for three seasons. Pat Fryermuth is not three seasons. Wait, no, second season. Two seasons. Wait. He's, I thought he was a rookie last year. No, 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 no. He was a rookie the same year they drafted Naj, I think. Pat. He was drafted in 2021. Okay, so this is his third season coming up. Yeah. Uh, okay, and in those three seasons... Well, two seasons so far. Two seasons. Uh, he had 400 yards and then 700 yards. He had he had 497 yards and seven touchdowns. My bad. 500 yards and 700 yards. That's pretty decent for starting nine games, and he only started eight games last year. But he played in all 16, so... The point is, is Evan Ingram has been fan, like relevant for one season, and he's not going to be relevant this season because they got Calvin. Ridley also, back. offensive line better. I'd say they're even. 
head coach way better. Oh, shut up. <laughs> Thomas, I don't like it when you no, cuss. No, I'm kidding uh, about that one. But I'm, I'm going to say I some am, inflammatory I am kidding about that one. But again, again, it is not – I do not think Kenny Pickett does not possess the ability to win a Super Bowl. That is not where I'm at. I think the AFC is too good right now for Kenny Pickett to win a Super Bowl. And I don't foresee Patrick Mahomes, Joe Burrow, Josh Allen, Lamar Jackson, Trevor Lawrence, uh, and Justin Herbert, and all these other great quarterbacks all falling out while Kenny Pickett is still able to lead his team to a Super Bowl. Hey, man, every dog has its day. And Kenny Pickett's day is coming. Listen, man, I could be wrong. Haven't I would you love heard? to be wrong. Haven't I'm a big fan of Pickett. I'm a big fan of Mike Tomlin. I'm a big fan of the Steelers. I would love to be wrong. Haven't you heard? He hasn't thrown a single pick all training camp. I told you that earlier today. And the, 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 does it make it wrong? Hmm? Fair enough. He went 6-7 against Tampa's defense today. Yeah. And a tutty. A 33-yard bomb Tampa's defense to Pickens. sucks. They got Jamal Dean. Cool. He's one of the best corners in the league right now. Who's their other 10? Uh, they got um, Antoine Winfield. He's a he's a dog. Their defense was terrible last year. That's because I mean, like, yeah, no, Tampa was terrible last year, but they were also hit pretty hard with the injury bug. They also had the greatest quarterback to ever touch a football. Yeah, no, they did. They and did. They still sucked. I mean, they made the playoffs because they won the worst division in the NFL. Hey. Getting to the playoffs is like getting a cone of ice cream. It don't matter how you got it as long as you got it. I don't know. They got beat by the Cowboys, so. Yeah, no, that's pretty tough. Yeah, yeah. No, that's definitely a tough. Can you imagine being Tom Brady and your career ended, career ended <coughs> to the Cowboys? Cowboys playoff loss? Yeah, the Cowboys? Bad. Yeah, that'd be pretty bad. Wasn't a catch. Anyways. It was a catch. Uh, no. Moving on. NFL officials have come out and said it was a catch. Yeah, well, NFL officials get called blind and stupid for 17 weeks every single year. That's so valid. Uh, now, moving on. I got a question for you, David. We talked about it briefly off the pod. For you. Your answer is the incorrect one, but let's talk about it. Which one of these draft classes... Thomas, we agreed. What do you mean my answer is incorrect? I mean, like, we agreed which one's better, but I think it's way further than you do. All right, go ahead and read And your, I just want it on Read your record. silly little thing. 2003 versus 2007, defensive back draft classes. So, for 2003, we have Troy Palomalu, Asante Samuel, Namdi Asamoa, Terrence Newman, and Charles Tillman. We got five dogs. Versus 2007, Darrell Revis. Eric Weddle, Reggie Nelson, Leon Hall, and Michael Griffin. I We both agree that 03 is better. Yes. I think it's significantly better. I don't think that this is really even a conversation, if I'm being honest. I mean, see, that's where you're wrong. It is definitely a conversation. I agree. I think, like, if you're going to get, if you're going to rate them out of 10, one's like a 9 out of 10 and one's like a 7 out of 10. Yeah, but I mean, you talk about it like it's a nine out of ten and a four out of ten. I mean, I think that 07 has like Darrell Revis is a dog, absolutely, and Eric Weddle was very good for a very long time, 
But he wasn't lockdown elite. He was a guy who occasionally would make a play. And he was able to do it for so long that we praise him for that ability. And it's and like ability or availability is the greatest ability. And he had a very long career that he should be very proud of. I don't think he ever once hit the level, though, that Troy Palomalu did, that Asante Samuel did, that Namdi Asamoah did, that Charles Tillman did. I think he was Terrence Newman, who lasted twice as long. I think you're overhyping Namdi Asamoah. He uh, averaged like a tackle and a half a game. I mean, he was a corner, though. His job wasn't the tackle. People didn't throw his way for seven years. I'm just, I think you are overhyping. He had 15 career interceptions. He wasn't, he wasn't he a... He had two career force fumbles. He wasn't a ball hawk. That wasn't what he was. Uh, he had 79, in, in 157 games, he had 79 career passes deflected. You're overhyping the heck I think, Adam Nomni, not awesome. Blah. Awesome more? Yeah. I think we sometimes forget how elite he was for how long in Oakland because he had a tough last two, three seasons. Or because in his career, he had a half a pass deflected per game. Oh, don't you worry. Chris going to fill you in. Uh, sack and a, or a tackle and a half a game. Chris is going and 15 to career interceptions in 150 games, Thomas. I, okay. It's not like I think he, that's like, more indicative of how frequent people threw his direction. Point is, I agree with you 100%. It's not super close, it's not nail biter, it's not like I can listen to an argument and it could sway me. Like, I agree with you pretty handedly but the disparity is not as great as you want to make it seem i don't know man i think i think you look at the i think leon hall and reggie nelson are irrelevant to the conversation personally like they were solid but they weren't great you know they were just solid consistent guys whereas terrence newman is probably the worst of this 03 class and he hit great. He hit greatness. Like, I think that that is the dead gift. Like, I would say Darrell Revis is probably... I can't, I'm not going to say that because it very well might possibly be just like my Homer biasm just coming out here. I was going to say I think Darrell Revis is the second best person on in this list, like, as a whole. Darrell Revis is better than Troy Pollard. You are so incorrect. Darrell Revis, Darrell Revis Thomas me. is on the Mount Rushmore defensive players in NFL history. So is Troy Pollard. No, he's not. What do you mean? No, no, he's he not. is not. He is in the top ten, but he's not on the Mount Rushmore. Name me, and there is a difference. Name me four strong safeties. Better than Troy Polamalu. He might be on the list of strong safeties. Name me four safeties. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about defensive players. Darrell Revis is on the Mount Rushmore of defensive players, period. Defensive 11 all freaking time. You are high right now. You know that? You are so incredibly high right and now. And you're disrespecting the ever-loving crap out of Darrell Revis. Okay, well, let's, let's run down the list of who you're disrespecting. I'm not. What do you mean you're not? Who am I disrespecting? Okay, Lawrence Taylor. 
He's on the list. Mean Joe Green? Not on the list. Aaron Donald? On the list. Whoa, 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 whoa! Mean Joe Green's not on your Mount Rushmore, but Darrell Revis is? Yes. What are you... Who are you getting your stuff from, and can I get their number? Jesus Christ. You are unbelievable. Unbelievable. So, okay, so Lawrence Taylor. I'm a pretty trustworthy guy. Aaron Donald. Yeah. Darrell Revis. Yeah. Who's the fourth? T.J. Watt. Uh, J.J. Watt, not T.J. Watt. I'm sorry. J.J. Watt's not on the Mount it Rushmore. It will probably be T.J. Watt at some point. But I mean, if he, if he hits, like, plus 20 sacks two or three more times, absolutely. J.J. Watt was Aaron Donald before Aaron Donald. J.J. Watt did not play, did not have a crazy long career. But when he played, he was dominant and unstoppable. So, yes, J.J. Watt, in my mind, is one of the four best defensive players ever in football. So, so Dion's not on Mount Rushmore? No, he's maybe, he's probably five. Okay, okay. Charles Woodson? No. Ed Reed? No. Ronnie Lott? No. Warren Sapp? Michael Strahan? I don't really know anything about Warren Sapp. Oh, my Lord. You make my head hurt. You know Having that. high sack numbers with you Michael Strahan does not automatically make you one of the greatest defensive players ever. You you hurt me. Michael Strahan was phenomenal at getting to the quarterback, but suffered in other areas of the game. Devin Hester? kick returner he was a cornerback slash kick he was returner. a kick returner i mean technically listed as a cb in the... he was a kick he's on the mount rushmore special teams he's number one he's the best special team okay of all time. okay okay but what about unless you count like adam Minitari and justin tucker if you're counting kickers like place kickers um but excluding place kickers he's the best special teamer of all time is darrell Revis even a first ballot yes what what just feels like he's been out of the league longer than five years. I'm just he saying. He's not. Uh, but like, I. Oh my God, Ray Lewis. All right, I might bump Darrell Revis to five for Ray. Lewis. To five for Ray Lewis. Oh my God. I I was not thinking about Ray Lewis. I honestly, actually, the one I wasn't thinking about was uh, Aaron Donald. I because he's still playing. I kind of forgot about him. Oh my God. Brian Erlacher? No Brian Erlacher. Brian Erlacher was great, but not top five of all time. Okay. I didn't know that you felt that strongly about Darrell. Are you telling me you think Brian Erlacher is a top five player of all time on defense? No, absolutely not. Oh, okay. I I think he's better than Darrell Revis. I mean, it's okay to be wrong. I think I think he's also a bit more racist, but like the point of the matter is, is I like Darrell Revis was special. He was special. He was special for five six seasons, and like to his credit, it's very hard for a cornerback to be special his entire career. It's like it's kind of like running back. You have it one day, and then it's gone. You know, and you're relying upon name power to shut down half the field more than actual ability at the moment. But, like, to top five all-time Darrell Revis is wild. Sorry about it. I mean, like, top five all-time for cornerbacks? Absolutely. But, all, like, all 11 positions on the defensive side of the field is 
messing me up right now, dude. Sorry about it. It's messing me up right now. Uh, so I'm going to assume then that for the which unit would be made better by adding their current Hall of Fame counterpart, I'm assuming you're going to go New York Jets with Darrell Revis, adding to the secondary of Sauce Gardner, DJ Reed, Jordan Whitehead, and Adrian Amos. Amos? Uh, I'm going to need the, the other all options. The, yeah. Okay, okay. So that's New York. Tampa's is their secondary. Rondé Barber, Carlton Davis, Jamal Dean, Antoine Winfield, Ryan Neal. Okay. Uh, Cleveland's offensive line. Joe Thomas, Jedrick Willis Jr., Joel Patino, Wyatt Teller, and Ethan Posick. Uh, Not that one. Miami's of Zach Thomas being added to their front seven with Bradley Chubb, Jalen Phillips, Christian Wilkins, and Zach Sealer. And then lastly, Dallas's pass rush. DeMarcus Ware gets added to Michael pa- Micah Parsons, DeMarcus Lawrence, Durant Armstrong, and Usa. Yes, a, a name. A name with a lot of letters. Did you read Joe Thomas's? Yeah. Read that one again? Joe Thomas, Cleveland's offensive line. Joe Thomas, Jedrick Willis Jr., Joel Batonio, Wyatt Teller, and Ethan Posick. If the rest of the offensive line was better, I would say that one. Because I think Joe Thomas is... I think there's only one piece really missing from that offensive line, and that's Ethan Posick. I think they're fine, but they're not like a top five offensive line in the league. Okay. Are you going with New York? Uh, I would, yeah, probably. Really, I'm going. I'm going with Dallas. I'm, that defense in New York is already so good. You're telling me you add Darrell Rebus? They're not the number one lockdown defense in the National Football League. I think they're the number one pass defense for sure. But even then, I think that they're very reliant upon their upon their two corners. Like they don't have Marcus May anymore. Adrian Amos is fine, but he's not like he's one of the. He's an average NFL player or an average NFL starter. You know, like you're not getting anything special from him. You're not losing anything that you would by having the Nathan Peterman equivalent to safety playing. But like, I I don't like, I think that that defense, that secondary really only has one piece right now. And that's Sauce Gardner. Removing Darrell Rivas from the conversation. Uh, They also have, who do they just get? They just got somebody to add to it. On their secondary? Yeah, hold on. Let me look it up. I'm letting you look it up. Top five. What the heck, dude? I'm gonna I'm gonna dwell on that, you know? That's just gonna ping pong ball around in my brain for like the next week. Sorry about it. I mean you should be, it's your fault. Never mind. I was thinking of uh the Dolphins adding Jalen Ramsey. Yeah, and now he's out for half the year. But even still, Sauce Gardner is very good. Michael oh, Carter, is. Michael Carter was very good on that team too. I mean, he was last he was, year. He was fine. Uh, they also have Chuck Clark at safety. Like that's not a horrible secondary. It's not. And again, but... you drop in a top five greatest defensive player of all time, Darrell Revis. You said that just to bother me. First ballot Hall of Famer, Darrell Revis. I never thought I'd say this, but can we talk about baseball now? 
I don't understand why you're so upset. I don't understand. When's the last time you looked at the statistics of Darrell Revis? Literally earlier today. Look at him again because you're wrong. He had he had two exceptional seasons, and he had a four-year run where cumulatively the numbers were incredible. Like, yeah, he had a year with where he had 31 pass deflections. That's insane. And then that four-year run, he had like 65 pass deflections, which I'm is also insane. Right with the disrespect to Darrell Reeves. The disre- you're upset with me for, quote-unquote, disrespecting Darrell Reeves when you just disrespected ha- 80% of the league's history. You think 80% of the defensive players in this league's history are better than Darrell Revis? No, but I think the players that that were relevant and playing before Darrell Revis accounts for 80% of the league's history. And saying I'm disrespecting all of them is saying they're all better than Darrell Revis. Okay, let me let me let me re-semanticize this, okay? Re-semanticize? Yes, re-semanticize. Semantics are important. Yeah, okay. I think it's ridiculous the amount of disrespect you are showing the defensive goats that came before Darrell Revis. I'm not discounting them. It kind of feels like it. I'm saying Darrell Revis was better at his position than they were at theirs. And I'm saying that that's poppycock. Sometimes I will throw stuff at you. You throw stuff at me the majority of the time. You didn't last episode. Name the last time I threw something. The episode before the last episode. I've thrown stuff at you since then. Not on the pod. When was the last time you threw something at me? Yesterday. What was it? I was on the phone with my sister. And I just threw a bottle at you. And you were like, what the heck? Yeah, because I didn't expect it. I was just minding my own business, eavesdropping on your conversation, and then a plastic bottle comes yeeting through the air in front of my face. That's what you get. It caught me off guard. Bro, I will never get your face out of my head when you heard that thing about my cousin. Yeah. Uh, Yeah. <laughs> I think we that's definitely shouldn't talk about that. Definitely like that. not, but I think that's uh, a very normal reaction for someone yeah. to make hearing about that from something yeah. or from somewhere that's not Reddit. Yeah. Uh no, but we can move on. We can talk about baseball. Uh there's a feel good story coming out of Major League Baseball. Heckin' yeah. That we should talk about. Um it involves Phenom shortstop. Trey Turner. Former Washington National Trey Turner. Trey Turner, if you don't know, uh, was at one point considered one of the best, if not the best, shortstops in baseball. This year, he was traded or signed. No, he signed a deal. With the Phillies, With the Phillies. 11 years, $300 million. Yeah. That's a brutal market to be in. So, just under $30 million a year. Yeah. Now, if you're not familiar... With the fans of Philadelphia, good. They might be the most vile bunch of human beings that have ever existed. Garbage city. Uh, they have literally called for people's deaths yeah. on their team. That they have. They ate dog poop. When horse horse they, poop. A horse poop. No, it was dog poop. It was white dog poop. I thought it was horse poop after the... After the Eagles won the Super Bowl? Yeah, I'm pretty sure it was dog poop. No, it was a police poop. horse. It was dog poop, too, then. I don't know. I don't they know. eat anyway, poop more than the average They animal poop after a team won a, won a championship. Yeah. This team, again, has literally threatened the lives of athletes who play in their city. Yep. 
And coming into this year, Trey Turner might have been the best player in the entire World Baseball Classic. Mm-hmm. Played very, very well. Phillies fans were hype. Fast forward to 100 games into the season, and Trey Turner uh, is currently hitting a career-low batting average. He has played probably the worst year of his career. Yeah, he hit like 289 or something at some point. Um, Right now, or prior to the story we're telling, he was hitting like 230, uh, which isn't horrible. The fact that that's your career low is not bad. Uh, but um, was not playing well, was making errors defensively, and this is a gold glover, uh, was making errors defensively, was not performing offensively, and instead of Philly doing what Philly does, like threatening the life of Joel Embiid or eating dog poop to inspire you to win a championship, there's a guy who's a fan of the Phillies, who is known as the king of the Phillies, Mm -hmm. who took to social media to say, guys, instead of booing or screaming at Trey Turner next time he gets up to the plate, let's give him a standing ovation. And so for three games in a row, every time Trey Turner stepped up to the plate, he was given a standing ovation by tens of thousands of fans in the Philly stadium. In those games... He made game-changing outs, game-winning hits, massive home runs, multiple doubles, two-run games, and has been an exceptionally better player. And then, to round it all off, he bought the entire city of Philadelphia. He put up billboards. He put up a lot of billboards. All throughout the city of Philadelphia, on highways and interstates, uh saying, thank you, Philly, with a picture of him holding his helmet up to the fans of Philadelphia. If that doesn't make you feel all good inside, what does? I don't know. And, you know, I saw a comment on this story that this was some guy just spouting his theory. And, like, I don't want to give it credence, but I don't think it's irrelevant. He said, I think this just goes to show you that a toxic team can, or a toxic fan base can steal a championship away from a team. I don't understand how the two things are related. I think that sometimes when we as fans react so negatively, it, do, it hurts more than we think it does. You know what I'm saying? I mean, yeah, I think... I think fans can feed into momentum. I think they can deflate you. I think they can uh, inflate you in, yeah. in times. And I, sure. I have, and I didn't like you know look into do any really significant deep diving into are there any other examples of a good team falling apart after like the fans turn on them or some like, yeah. but I mean teams perform better when the fans are into the game. So yeah. it would make sense that the, the opposite end, yeah. also be true. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, yeah, that would make sense. But regardless, I think it's a really cool story. Absolutely. Uh, Thomas, thank you for sharing the story with me. Thank you. Thank uh, you. But I yeah, Trey Turner be... is, again, he's a stud. One of the best players in Major League Baseball yeah. prior to this season. This season, again, he's been bad. Yeah. Uh, shortstop is 
arguably the most important defensive position in baseball. Um, if Phillies, you guys are interested, the Yankees could use a good shortstop. <laughs> We've needed a good shortstop since DD left. Yeah. Um, miss you, DD. But anyway, um, I think it's a really cool story. Uh, this this franchise decides to lean on their wonder kid um, and uplift him and encourage him instead of doing what they normally do, what sports fans, crazy sports fans tend to do. They saw him as a human being, and obviously it made a positive impact on the field. So um, I think that's dope. I think ending on a good note is also dope. Yeah. And uh, I don't know what your opinion is on that theory about fan bases playing into a team's performance. I don't know who's on your Mount Rushmore of defensive players all time. I do know that I'm going to wrap this up, this outro up pretty fast because I got to use the bathroom really bad. So I don't know about you, but uh, we're We're just just here so we don't get fired.